Jen, we're back. We're back, Maureen. Uh, for Hopefully you're recording this. Yes, I am. I'm trying to remember to record this. Uh, for episodes nine and ten of series five of Outlander. I mean, it took me a little <laughs> while to get around to watching it. We are a week late because I just couldn't get around to watching episode nine. You have to make time to watch telly uh, and... I just didn't know. Obviously, lockdown, that's very difficult, isn't it? Finding time, Jen. Yeah, I mean, I know that you think that I have more time now, but I have less time now because my children aren't at school, Maureen. So <laughs> I know some people have more time. I actually have less time. Um, I want to make that quite clear. We are struggling to get anything done for ourselves because we have to. Be with the children, Maureen. Take that and party. Why don't you? Okay. All right, Jed. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, that, you know, that flippant comment about... (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, for me, isn't true. I wish it was. I wish I had all the time in the world, but... uh, You could all... I mean, I could. I could. I could at like 11 o'clock at night, I could sit down and watch Outlander, but weirdly... Uh, okay, Jen, should we actually get, get back to reviewing the programme? No, I want to keep doggedly pursuing. <laughs> I've given people too much of an insight into our friendship. But anyways... I don't think this is the, I don't think this is the revelation you think it is, Maureen. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the programme Monsters and Heroes. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, this episode could have been 20 minutes long, couldn't it? This is a good episode. But nothing happens. Literally nothing happens. I find it quite well, I find it engaging. Anyways, um, well, we learned... You say arousing. I was like, really? Okay. It's engaging. I didn't say arousing. Um, so first of all, we f- find out that uh, Marcely and, and uh, Claire have got close because Marcely regards Claire as a, kind of like a mother-like figure, which is quite a thing considering how much they hated each other when they first met yes is that what happens at the beginning yes god is that is that really what happens you, just at the looked, you just watched it yesterday literally just watched it i i i, <laughs> I, I didn't i i don't remember that being at the beginning but I yeah, that's how it opens with with uh, claire um giving master's constantly pregnant once over and then master going can you be there as my as my ma Oh yeah, she does that thing where Claire prods her, her her belly, and then makes a frown. Where you go, oh no, something's wrong, and then frown turns into a smile immediately. Everything's fine. I'm like, but what was the frown for? Because that frown know. certainly signalled something, some kind of doom. But flipped over. I was a little bit worried for a split second there, Maureen, but all was well. And then, and then. Um, and then uh, Next scene is uh, Brianna and Roger oh, trying to have this bit was awful. Something about watching trying to have a bit of rumpy pumpy. I don't know. I'm just not into them having rumpy pumpy. I, I don't know what what that's about. But whenever I see them together, I'm like, Ugh. am I am I alone? What's your feeling, Maureen? I don't know. They were having trying to have a bit rumpy pumpy, and they were um, stopped in their tracks by the by the young child. This must obviously you must relate to this as a parent of young no children. No, I don't. Our children don't sleep in a bed opposite us. Maureen, the worst thing about this Zoom thing is every time you laugh, it it mutes you. It's doing it again. 
there's a lot of muting going on. The best um, thing about the podcast is your laugh. If it's only my cynical <laughs> witterings, there's, there's no point to it. Um, and then they are also interrupted by Jamie arriving, who sees um, his daughter and, and Roger yeah, kind of semi-naked. Well, I mean, we see... Um, what's his name roger pulling up his trousers just at the point where we're like oh, oh i think i'm pubic hair him. there i think uh we see a little bit of pubic hair and um jamie almost looks surprised that him that they're having se- that they might have been having sex as if i mean i'm like you're a one to talk mate you're constantly <laughs> at it <laughs> even though you're 50 yeah well maureen we know that people in their 50s still have a libido yes i mean you wouldn't know you're 38 <laughs> you but anyway he, he's going buffalo hunting uh, not a euphemism, Adam, Jamie, that is, and he wants to take obviously his daughter, but and then kind of daughter kind it, of gets Roger to go along instead. Yeah. So no, just to back, just to backfire. That's not what I wanted to say. Just backtrack, to backtrack, maybe. Backtrack. He does. Does Jamie say, "Oh, we know that there's buffalo," or do they find the buffalo? No, he goes. We're going to go. Reveal, isn't it? Oh, no, they're going to go hunting. That's yeah, it. Yeah, because um, because Roger stands on a cow pat when they go hunting. That's right. And then he goes, I don't know. It's buffalo. I'm pretty yeah, sure there right. aren't any cows around here. And then the reveal of the buffalo is then <laughs> there. What and a I'm... revelation it was! And by this point, Jamie and Roger have separated from the other men. So Jamie and Roger go to. Uh, scare the buffalo so they're going to the direction of the other men and then what happens what happens Jamie? what happens i mean it's absolutely gripping jamie <laughs> <laughs> really made interest in my own podcast jamie steps on a poisonous snake and is bitten on the thigh just above yeah. uh, like just above the knee on the side and um Roger is there, fortunately, sees that Jamie's been bitten by a very poisonous snake and says to Jamie, I'm going to have to suck the poison out. I'm going to have to sort of let the blood out and then suck the poison. So Jamie's like, not too keen on this, but says like, go on, get on with it as quickly as you can. So Roger makes an incision in the leg, which has already been bitten. So I was like, oh, poor Jamie's constantly been cut open. (laughs) And then, and then starts to suck the poison out of Jamie's leg. And Jamie finds this all too, too homo. Kind of shoves him. Shoves him off. I mean, you could have swallowed that, couldn't you? I mean, I mean good job Roger did. Job, Roger had, a, had a basically a mouthful of blood and poison. Anyway, he manages <laughs> to spit it seen, out. We've seen Brianna do it. So he it's always good to spit, spit it out, out, Jen. Yeah, always good. That's it. We've both made the same <laughs> joke at the same time. Good stuff. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh God! Lockdown hasn't made us any funnier, Maureen. And oh, your bloody laugh keeps getting muted. It's annoying. Anyway, too loud. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're fine. Um. So, so anyway, Jamie's been bitten by a a snake. Uh, and Roger, he basically says to Roger, "Go and find the others because I've got to get back." Roger's horse has gone, run off, or something. Did I make that up? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, they gave. I don't know. They haven't got the horses. Anyway, anyway the, the horses. The horses. Anyone. Roger finds that they're alone. Comes back, says, "Oops, they've gone." So they're going to have to make camp because Jamie can't walk, and hope that the others come back to find them in the morning. Anyway, what happened? Because they've buggered off back to the ridge. Well, they've <laughs> just buggered off, haven't they? They've left. Well, I mean, you know, it's probably assuming that either they were on their way back or that they were coming back. And yeah. When they're not there, none of them are surprised. They're like, oh, they've probably 
made camp for the night. Made camp. So, I mean, I don't know why. I, I thought that was weird. Why would you just randomly make camp? But anyway. Well, I suppose because you can't go, you can't get home in the dark, can you? We didn't really have um, sat nav, so you would stay where you were. Morning, are you trying to tell me that they didn't have a sat nav in the 18th century? <laughs> Not even Google Maps. No, okay. Despite that, their ability to be able to walk from one side of America to the other. It's not like a bandaway because they're in North Carolina. <laughs> Where's a bandaway? Just over there, Maureen. <laughs> Can't mix it. So they find, honestly, Maureen, your, your laugh being muted is actually annoying me. There's nothing much I can do about it, is well, there? It's, not, it's entirely not your fault, but it's still nonetheless another, another thing for me to be irritated by, Maureen. <laughs> Add that to the list. Oh God! It's not, not enough. Really. <laughs> <laughs> not enough that I'm trapped here, but uh, can't even hear you. Anyways, it's it's looking bad for Jamie. He obviously thinks he's about to kick the bucket, so to speak. But, I mean, um, so he's pathetic as a, as your dad. I mean, he's very Scottish, isn't he? And <laughs> doer about it. Jamie, Brown, can you read me the last rites? Well, I would, but you're not going to die. Can you promise me that can you're... Can you kill Stephen Bonnet for me? Because I won't be able to now. I just thought, give the man a cuddle. He's dying. <laughs> Roger sort of sits next to him and tells him to get a grip. Very Scottish. Is that even, like, even like two centuries on, uh, Scottish men still uh, <laughs> find it difficult to... to well, I suppose any kind of emotional em or empathy. Can explain the, the context of that comic? Because uh, the other day I had a chest pains and my dad told my dad, who then said, oh, you better write a will. I know. That was his only comment. <laughs> I feel like because I've heard so many stories about your father, watching that scene, I felt like, oh, this is very true. It's not, what was he going to do? Hold his hand? No. <laughs> so, what, so Jamie's leg is inflamed and it's getting worse. So obviously... Roger hasn't gotten poison out of his leg and Jamie is in trouble. So we know that Jamie's in trouble and he can't walk, he's feverish, he's, he, he looks awful. And for Jamie to look awful, we know something's gone horribly wrong. Yep. And Roger is basically telling him he's going to be fine, don't die. Roger doesn't really believe it either, he's just saying that, isn't he? Yeah, Roger's got some magical thinking going and when it gets to morning, and Jamie said all the things he wants him to do, go and kill Stephen Bonnet. Roger said, I can't imagine killing a man ever, taking a man's life. And Roger's like, well, uh, Jamie's like, well, you have to, because I'm going to be dead. So obviously Jamie doesn't really have an issue about killing people, does he? He's... No, he's quite fine about it. It's a little bit like, <laughs> you know, burning your toast. Uh, it's not <laughs> ideal, but uh, it happens. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. <laughs> well, it hasn't actually, but um, burning the toast was the wrong analogy there. But anyway... My point is, so Roger, uh, so what Roger's uh, trying to get Jamie back on this um, stupid kind of, not a stupid, on a, a kind of, what do you call it? Makeshift, um, what is it called? Uh, not a trolley. Not a trolley. What do you call it? Oh, I don't know. Makes a bit of wood. Anyway, I can't. <laughs> what is it, Maureen? When you're an ambulance. Both begin to lose the ability to speak English. I know, but this is, I'm blaming the menopause. What's your excuse? Oh, it's, I'm going to blame the menopause. What, what Early menopause. It? What are you? What do you call it? What is what it? Do you call it? What do you call it? <laughs> Maureen, this can't be the podcast. You and I are trying to figure out what a word is. I won't have it. I can't think of the bloody word. We sunk to new depths. That this is you and I not knowing what a word is. That thing that you go to, you lie on it, and then you to stick you in an ambulance. What is oh, it? God. What is it? <laughs> This is so annoying. What's it, Maureen? Google it. 
I'm googling. Yeah, well, I'm kind of googling it. I'm trying to look at them. I'm trying to try <laughs> remember the German. What is it? Ambulance. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We can't. We can't dwell on it more. We've got to move on. Roger's made a makeshift stretcher. Stretcher. Oh, that's it. Oh my goodness! I was going to have to take myself out and literally shoot myself in the face. That was really annoying me. Yes, a makeshift stretcher. Oh, and, and, and then they start making re Greek, refer Greek classical references, don't they, to certain types of torture? Because when you have a snake bite and you're delirious, you start remembering the classics. And, and then, so um, parts of the Bible, the St. James yeah. Bible. That's another well, one. The Bible, yeah. Anyways, uh, luckily for the guys, though, um, Ian, John, not John, Ian, young Ian, he's um, realised that something's wrong because the horses come back when the horses yeah. have come back. So let's so get to this bit. They figured out something's wrong. Ian and what's his name? What is his name, Maureen, the French guy? Um, oh God, Fergus. Oh, for heaven's sake, li literally, we're going to be in trouble. Ian and Fergus and a couple of other men go out to find uh, Jamie and Roger. Roger can hear them. He gets a big bit of wood, bats it on a tree. They hear that sound. They he say, can't really shout because the, from the hanging, his voice is still sore. His voice is still, yeah, buggered. Although generally his voice is fine, but just in that moment he lost it again. It's inconvenient. Roger and Jamie, fortunately, are saved and are taken back to Claire. Claire. To and we know back. it's bad just from Claire's face because you could see her face is like, this does not look good. And to be fair, it does look revolting. And she's thinking that she might have to amputate. I thought, and I probably read it wrong, Maureen, that when Jamie arrived, Claire was quite sort of, yeah, sort of very doctorate. No, when they move her face, you just have a close up on her face, and you can tell from her face that she's thinking, this isn't good. And well, she's hampered. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't need to look at her face to know it wasn't looking good. I just had to look at Jamie. I mean, No, but that you realise it's, it's quite serious. And she, her, and she's, her, been uh, buggered basically because as we know her penicillin syringe was broken oh, you can't administer penicillin and it can't, can't be administer penicillin orally. only orally which isn't make doesn't make it as strong so oh, the infection sorry yeah so the infection looks it's bad too late to suck it out of the wound it's spread to the blood and jamie looks like he's gonna die jamie thinks he is going to die definitely and he says and he can see that from the fact that Claire is very um, <laughs> subtly left out a saw, which she as you do, um, that uh, she might be thinking of cutting his leg off. But before we go any further, we need to go back, 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 Maureen. We need to go mm. back to a conversation that Claire has with her daughter, Brianna, when Brianna says, let me tell you, as soon as this conversation happened, I was like, could we signpost this a little bit better? A little bit more obvious, I mean. Subtly. It's so unsubtle. A conversation that Brianna and, and Claire have earlier on. So in between the chats, the, the weird chats that Jamie and Roger are having, we have a conversation with Claire and Brianna where Brianna states her frustration because she says that her mother is a doctor. What must it have been like to be a doctor? You know, what was it like to be a doctor in the, in, in the 60s? How, you know, let alone a surgeon. Uh, Claire says it's, all, it's something I've always known I want to be and even though I might lose you or I might lose Jamie and I know that my, my you know I would never be the same person ever again this is the one constant I can have is the doctor and that's the one thing I have 
and Brianna bemoans the fact that she doesn't isn't able to fulfill her um, ambitions of being Maureen an engineer an engineer okay I didn't even know she wanted only to opportunities would come up that she could show her skill in engineering if only Jen if only there was a situation and Claire is very wise she's very wise she says well you know maybe you wouldn't be able to fulfill being an engineer in the way that you would in the 20th century but there are always ways of using your engineering in other ways. You need to find a way to be able to use your engineering, Brianna. How could you use your engineering? En your engineering, Brianna. How? How, Brianna? How? What possible situation could come up in about Who knows, Jen? Who knows? In 15 to 20 minutes where you could use your engineering, wink, wink, Brianna. Anyway, just, uh, I'm just going to park that there. Carry on, Maureen. Okay, and, um, and then uh, Jamie knows it's all serious because Claire's being very nice to him. So he's like, oh God, I, I really am ill. In the meantime, because that's not enough drama. In the, in the meantime, a buffalo turns up in the, in, the, in, the, in the front of the house, doesn't he? Oh yes, and of course, Jamie's out there. Jamie's out there with the... Lizzie. Lizzie, who is Brianna's... Who is Servant. She? Servant, housekeeper, maiden, whatever. And let's be honest, we've worked out she's not good in a crisis because the buffalo's there. And rather than just picking up Jemmy and, you know, running, leaving, leaving, just getting the hell out of Dodge and at least taking a chance, she sort of stands there screaming, if anything, drawing attention to Jemmy. And the <laughs> buffalo goes, I hadn't noticed you. Oh, there you are. So Brianna comes out with a gun, bang. Oh, no, first of all, no, no. What happens is Brianna then takes the attention to her because she starts calling at the buffalo waving oh yeah the buffalo then runs for her hits her she's fine about it i mean she gets knocked over and everything but she doesn't i mean if you got her if you if you got beef buffed by a buffalo i mean that's that's a big animal you would know about it anyway i would say that if a buffalo ran at you and hit you at the bare minimum you'd have something broken or you'd be unconscious you'd have a couple of broken bones or I know, I'd be dead I had a friend who, who's they had a very big, one of those big American pit bull dogs and it ran towards their daughter, um, you know, as a, wasn't being aggressive or anything, but because it was so big, weighed 13 stone, um, it, the daughter, he banged into the daughter and the daughter fell and broke her arm. So yeah, it would. A pit bull, that is 13 stone. It's a very big, it's a, it was a very big dog. <laughs> I refused to be in the room with it by itself because it could basically. How big was this pit bull? Oh, it was really big. It was, it was, it's, it's, um, it was, it came up to your waist probably. Huh? What? A pit bull doesn't come up to your waist? More it was some kind of pit American pit bull. Do I don't know. It was some kind of, it was, um. Dear God, it sounds awful. I mean, it's not really a pet, but anyway. Needless to say, then Claire comes out, shoots it. For some reason, Jamie comes Claire out. Sorry, Claire shoots it. Yeah. Yeah. Claire and then Jamie it. comes out semi-naked, wrapped in a blanket. You're like. I don't know why. And then he takes off. And when they go back, he takes the saw away, doesn't he? He tries to hide the saw from Claire. Yes. And makes her promise. Yeah. Makes her promise not to cut his leg. So Claire's in this impossible position where she might need to cut the leg, but uh, does she and break her promise to Jamie or does she let him die? Yes. And he has this weird thing about uh, he'll be less of a man. He won't. It will, it will, it will, it, something about his honour if his legs chopped off, which, which um, Ian then has a word with him and says, you're talking absolute bullshit. And Honor's got nothing to do with having your leg taken off. And Honor's got nothing to do with you being bitten by a snake. Uh, and I never thought I'd be ashamed of you, but I am. Yeah, it gives him a right 
gives him a right bollocking. So, but I mean, I can imagine for a man like Jamie, I mean, it would be a difficult uh, decision for anybody to make, but for you know, somebody from Jamie's always, you know, going around killing people and fighting and everything. But yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, Ian does give him a right, makes him, I think, gives him a right bollocking. Uh, and then, and um, reminds him that Fergus, his dad, and reminds him that Fergus has got one hand and that his father had one leg and both yep. of them were a, a, a men and, you know, functioning know. and, you know, anyway. So Jamie has a little think about it, doesn't he? But in the meantime... But Jamie, but Jamie insists on sleeping in his own bed because he clearly thinks, you know, this is going to be the last night. Yes, so Jamie insists on sleeping in his own bed. And then this bit, Maureen, which I think is the bit that you're probably felt a little emotive. Is this emotive for you, Maureen? Did you not feel... Did you not shed a little tear, Jane, at the next bit? I would have had there not just been this random moment okay let's let's a random moment we'll talk you know the random moment i'm talking about so jamie's in bed he's Mm. dying yeah he's dying he's not going to survive claire is with him and he says to her lie with me because i think he knows if he if she doesn't lie with him he's not going to be able to stay in he's going to die basically yeah so he needs her body next to his. And she says, of course, I'll lie with you. And as she's lying with him, he basically starts to, his breath starts to labour. Am I getting this wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he and says, touch he, me. He says, touch me. And he basically just stops breathing. And Claire, at the point that we think Jamie's dead. Oh, my God. Jamie's dead whips off all her clothes, lies next to him completely naked, <laughs> and he comes to life. Now, I don't know if the NHS are aware of this as a, as a, <laughs> as a treatment, but it's very effective. <laughs> I think we need to get... <laughs> I think we need to get hold of the National Public Health Directive and, and explain to them that where they've been going wrong, particularly with this coronavirus, is there's not enough nudity. <laughs> Miraculously, and who'd have thought it? I mean, certainly not me. Or a doctor. Or, or any doctors. But it worked, Maureen. And he started breathing again. <laughs> That's how strong their love is, Claire. Oh, Claire. That's how strong their love is, Jen. I'm sure it'd be the same with you and Chloe. Could you imagine oh, you did that to Chloe? Chloe'd be like, that's inappropriate. I'm feeling unwell and you've taken your clothes off. You get your pendulous breasts off my shoulder. <laughs> anyway, enough about my breasts. So, so uh, anyway, he's, he's, he's slightly sceptical then. I, I, look, there was part of me that, you know, obviously I can acknowledge that that was the most you've seen, but that bit, did block a little bit for me. That's what I'm going to say. Jamie survives that. Jamie survives the night, but in the morning he still looks rough, Maureen, doesn't he? Yeah, his legs still not looking any better. And uh, but he does agree to have his leg cut off. So, uh, and then uh, Claire's just wondering where everybody is. Um, and <laughs> Marsley and Fergus are in the forest or wood, wherever it is. And uh, Marsley decides to get well, doesn't decide. She ends up having uh, giving birth by herself with Fergus, who's only got one hand. Remember, and he's, got, he's only got one hand, and the other hand is holding two children. So, 
he's literally a chocolate teapot. He's of no use at all. But anyway, but we don't really get into the whole Marsley thing. We just know that she's going to give birth in the woods. And there's a little bit of you that goes, I hope that goes well. In the interim, Roger reveals to Brianna that he picked up the head, which we didn't mention actually. Oh, he yes. has picked up the head of the, of the um, snake. snake that bit uh, Jamie, thinking that maybe that might be useful to um, Claire, that knowing what kind of snake it is might help in terms of knowing how to treat the, 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 the bite, shows it to Brianna. And Brianna's like, why did you take that? And he's like, I don't know, I just thought it might be useful. If only Brianna was an engineer, she might, come up with, she might have come up with something. He squeezes the head open and reveals the fangs of this particular snake that is, I think, a viper. Is it a viper or a cobra? Know, some, or something else. It's a snake. Anyway, it's a snake. And Brianna sees these fangs in a snake and suddenly realises that they could be used to inject penicillin. What a moment. What, what, is, um, what is hard to believe about a homemade... Uh, what you it's call not sterile, is it? Ne needle and homemade penicillin. So anyway, uh, she interrupts Claire, who luckily hasn't started chopping off. Well, listen, Claire's just put on the apron, and she's took quite a while doing that, I must say. Probably <laughs> she's not looking forward to chopping Jamie's day. At one point, she's like, "Where is everyone?" As if, as if, should we have people going to watch? Kids, gather around. We're chopping. We're chopping your dad's leg off, your uncle's leg off. Come on, Ed, come on, kids. Here we go. I think it was to hold him down. Sorry. Obviously, he, it's going to be yeah. difficult to chop a man's leg off with no anaesthetic. Uh, apart from whiskey. Um, so, Brianna... She's Maureen, made hang on. Go back. Um, you cut out. Stop, Maureen. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Go back. We can't hear you. So, Brianna arrives, having made a little... Her own homemade little needle out of fangs. And Claire manages to give the penicillin in the leg, which does look revolting by this point, into the leg. And Jamie's oh, leg is saved. We completely forgot to mention that Claire was, in trying to save Jamie, sent out people to go and get maggots. Oh, yeah. So the maggots have been cleaning. Yeah, apparently so that's the, a good trick. So the maggots could, because uh, to stop the leg becoming gangrenous and to stop the, the infection going any further, she sends out people to get maggots. And so, so Jamie's leg... He has had it bitten by a snake, then he's had it cut open by Roger, then he's had it um, eaten by Maggie. Oh, hang on a minute, I've, I've just got a, a package. I think it's from you. What? Maureen, you can't just go off. I'm in the middle of talking about maggots. Anyway, Maureen's buggered off, but we'll carry on. So he's had the maggots, and now uh, what's happened is Brianna has got a snake and is inject it no claire is injecting the fangs of the snake directly into the wound i mean it's too much maureen you're back i'm back with your present i think it's not a present maureen well your book it's a practical um <laughs> it's not even a gift it's just all right okay i'm gonna put it down don't open so, it now. it's it's right right just focus on this so what, we, what we, have you filled them in? So what have you been saying? Yes, yeah, so well, basically that Brianna has used the, she's figured out that the fangs of this snake are empty so that they can be filled with penicillin and that is being, uh, sort of those fangs being pressed into the wound. Into, I mean, it was quite grim, Jamie's wound, which we can see is all kind of grim because it's been cut and then maggots have been on it and blah, blah, blah. Cut to the next day, back to normal. Back to 100% health. <laughs> So Jamie's in bed reading a book, looking a lot better, I have to say. 
and then he was uh, one of those. Huh? Very sweaty, wasn't he? Look a bit sweaty, yeah. And then him and Claire have one of these, you know, conversations about, you know, you saved me. I couldn't live without you. No, even if we're dead, we'd always, uh, you know, something that you and Chloe probably said of, on a nightly basis. Stop highlighting the kind of conversations Chloe and I never have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the kind of conversations that you have, where you tell each other you love each other all the time. Yes, all right, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to be own love life. I don't know why. Grunting at each other just before we go to bed. Could you move over, please? <laughs> Your elbow is touching my shoulder. <laughs> Emphasising oh, the great love that Claire and Jamie have for each other, basically. Oh, that was obnoxious. And that's that. That's that episode. I, got, I enjoyed that episode. I thought it was a good episode. Well, it was just an episode about him being in bed, nearly having his leg chopped off, not having his leg chopped off. Rihanna, I, the whole thing, the whole seeding, the engineer thing. I was like, I said to Chloe, was watching with me. I went, you wait. <laughs> Give it 20 minutes and we'll find out exactly what. And then as soon as, as soon as Chloe was like, if only there was a way we could administer the penicillin, Chloe was like, oi, oi, here comes Brianna. <laughs> Oh, Maureen, your bloody laugh isn't... Oh, I'm so sorry. We need to get microphones. I, literally, Maureen, I'm going to buy you a bloody microphone. I've got one. I'm going to start using them because I'm, an, I'm, I'm actually now annoyed with our terrible production values. It takes a lot to annoy you, doesn't it? But I can't hear you, which is the only saving grace of this podcast. What is the point? Is it too loud? Every time it's too loud, is it? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. It's because we're not using microphones. Okay. I feel like this is a conversation we could have afterwards. <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's move on to uh, episode 10. We're oh. near the end of this season, Jim. We've only got like another two to go after this. I, mean, I don't understand. I'm surely this is over. Episode 10 feels like it was the last episode. Unfortunately, uh, due to the complete breakdown uh, in production values of uh, this podcast, which I'm sure if you listen to this, you will be used to, um, Maureen, we couldn't hear her, couldn't hear Maureen at all. So we had to dial in for another uh, meeting on Zoom. This meant that it created an altogether different track. Due to my lack of technical skills, I've been unable to uh, make those two tracks fit into one podcast. Don't ask me why. I'm so rubbish at this sort of thing. So we've had to put the next bit into a completely separate episode. Look, it's the detail. You don't need it. I see that. I hear that. I'm just trying to keep you in the loop. I mean, in a very literal way. Anyway, that's the end of that one. God, why do we bother? No one knows. So it's goodbye from Maureen Younger. Goodbye from me. There's another podcast literally waiting in your inbox should you be bothered to listen to it. I thank you very much and goodbye. <laughs>